End your night with a nice cup of chai and listen to my opinions about life. Welcome to A Peek Into My Mind. I am your host, China Price. So, before I get into today's topic, I do want to, like, do the cliche introduction thing that every podcast people have to do on their first episode. Because, I don't know, I mean, I, don't know. I guess it's like an unknown rule. I mean, it's kind of like introducing yourself when you walk into like someone's house, you just should do it in group. So, uh, here's my head doing that thing. So, I am an author of a, of, uh, I'm sorry, I am an author of a poetry, a, a, I am an author of a poetry collection called A Peek Into My Mind, which is how the title for this podcast was birthed, because, you know, keep it going, you know, brand. But, um, so there's that, and I, I, I'm a writer at the end of the day, that's my heart and soul, definitely something that's, writing is like, breathing, it's just, I just gotta do it, you know what I mean, it's like crack, but not crack, cause, you know, to be honest, I'm weirdly nervous about doing this episode, this isn't like my first podcast, I just, just put that out there, I did have a podcast last year called Being Black in America, which is kind of like, that's where the foundation for me, really being comfortable and just, you know, even talking about, like, my creative side even came from. So I, I think maybe that's why, I don't know. It maybe feels like I'm cheating with it, but I'm not. But, so, I I did have a previous podcast, as I, as I just said. Um, it was called Being Black in America. It was a podcast centered around the black experience, shared with, you know, my thoughts and opinions of current things that were going on last year, which was a while last year, 2020 was crazy, like, wow, but, um, so, yeah, this isn't, like, my first go-around, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just weirdly nervous, maybe I'll eat and read as I go, but with that being said, I am, you know, obviously, obviously proudly black, because I had a podcast dedicated to that. And, and and not even in, like, a weird, like, I hate, like, everybody type of way. And it's just, like, man, I just feel like this means that, like, um, not, you know what I mean? Like, you know, not in a, uh, I'm gonna fight everybody. But in a, hey, like, look at us, ah, like, because we are so underrated, underrated, under, I think this is right. We are so underrated. Yeah, we are so underrated. I don't know, and I feel like we don't gas ourselves up about, like, not, like, the rapper lifestyle type of extravagant stuff, but, like, the, oh, man, like, we we still here, ah, I don't know, and I don't, and we're not, black history isn't taught, and I mean, like, the real black history, not, like, our history starting at slaves, it's like, I don't know, I just, I could talk all day, hence, hence the podcast, but, um, <laughs> but I Honestly, that's the end of the introduction part. It's just, it's, to me, it's like a weird, it's kind of like going on like a first date. Like, you're just weirdly awkward. At least I am. Um, so that's, as the podcast goes on, I will obviously, in, you know, give y'all parts of my life, but I can't do the whole, like, talk about myself thing. I just, no, I'm just not that type of person. With that being said, though, my poetry book, though, that link will definitely be in the description box of this podcast episode and probably every one 
episode, depending on if it seems fitting, I will be reading off poetry from my book at at the end. So it's kind of like a like a sneak peek, but I'm not gonna read them all because you know, and there's you know, you know, you know. But um, so with that being said, today's episode is dedicated to to uh speaking of for blackness and our nah, just greatness. Um, today's episode is dedicated to black Hollywood and how, like, the recent, like, movies that I've seen and why I think that they're so amazing and especially how, how we, how sisters, how we are being, like, in these movies is making my heart happy as someone that has, you know, grown up in the era of, uh, and Nelly sliding the card down the girl's butt, you know, I was, I was real young, but I was like, oh, oof, crazy, but you know what I mean, so it's like a, it's like a come up, not, not in like rap music videos, because that's still like a, mm, yeah, mm, that's, that's still a thing, but that's in general, like, seeing how we aren't just being perceived as like, the, the one, the ones, I mean, like, they're still, they're still our but there's just recent movies that I've seen, like, just black women have more emotion, like, we're not typecast, or it's like they're, mo- or it's a little, or it's like they're mocking typecasting of black women, I just think it's great, like, I'm gonna get into it, I promise you, because I'm excited. But, uh, so that being said, the first movie that I want to talk about is F. Bill Street Could Talk. So, First of all, the movie came out in 2018, but I didn't see it until, I think, either late 2019 or, like, early 2020. Either way, like, it was a little beautiful. But, um, and also, I didn't, I did not know that it was a book before the movie. Now I have to buy the book because, like, I cried. Um, so, but, so the movie is about... A childhood romance that gets wobbly after Bonnie, which is the man, is accused of and sentenced for a crime that he didn't commit. Um, so throughout the film, ooh, that was that was country. <laughs> mm. So so throughout the film, it shows how vulnerable uh, it shows how vulnerable black men and men can be. Which is something that often isn't seen, especially in black romance movies, because uh, it was it was definitely like it was a realistic black love. I mean, obviously it was you know it, it was you know spiced up because it's a movie and you know media, but like it was realistic because like let's keep it real, there are so many stories coming out of all these black men that are being sentenced and that are now getting freed doing crimes that they didn't even commit and it's like it's mind-blowing and there are so many like this isn't like like back when it first started being reported first of all main media wasn't even picking up these stories but now the fact that main media it now the fact that main media is thanks to people like like uh kim kardashian and all that so like regardless of her and her uh, you know thatness like she has, you know, put a spotlight on that, but, so, this is kind of like showing, you know, the strength of the woman, like, homegirl is like, 
she's going through it and being able to see a black woman go through emotion and feelings and pain on in a movie that was like I was like yo like like that that was real you know what I mean and I guess in some like type of way it could be technically categorized as struggle love because um the man Bonnie he is in jail for a good chunk of the movie I'm trying not to spoil it but it's I, I, it's, I can't say it's struggle love because it's not like she was doing like some fuck shit behind his back. Like it was like, I don't know. I was so beautiful. And you know, there are women that do hold their men down and that do help their men get out of prison like that. Like that's real. Those stories are there too. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't, and it was just, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to say it's struggle love because in a lot of these struggle of movies, there's always something, like, crazy happening, like, you know, like, someone dies and all that, but throughout the movie, it's just, it's just centered around, like, those two, the relationship, and, like, her family, and, like, I don't know, the it mainly centered around other women, and just, it was nice seeing a black woman feel, you know what I mean? Like, she was not just seen as a prop, she was, she was real that's that's what I can't call it struggle love because it wasn't centered around some crazy like gangster harada it was it wasn't and it was it was so beautiful like god I cried because it was like oh my god and then it was like the time period it was, I don't know, it was a good movie it's definitely I think it's still available on Hulu or Netflix but I definitely watched it on Hulu so definitely check out that movie because it's, it's it's up there for me. It's like, it's so good. Like, so good. I also want to say something about this movie before I hop into, like, the next movie. The reason why I think it was, it was just so up there for me, and even outside of, like, the relationship, it was nice seeing a black man feel on TV. Because that's also something that is not seen. Because it wasn't, so, yeah, it was mainly focused around her because she is the one not in prison. But, like, Homeboy was in, you know, jail, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to say why that's rude. But Homeboy, Homeboy was in jail getting news and and upset that he was missing out so much. So, so seeing this, seeing this, this strong black man, like, cry in prison, you know, he's going through so much and, like, they're showing it. And I'm like, that, that, that was, that was spicy for me. I was like, wow. Like, yes, because I have, like, five brothers. And I've seen them go through some stuff. So I know that black men be feeling things. So it was nice seeing that too. Not just seeing, you know, a hyperactive rah, rah, rah. I'm a, I'm a tough black man type of role. Or, you know, now the other extreme of a hyper uh, feminine black man. It was just nice seeing a black man just be real. It was real. And the actors who portrayed them, it was like, oh my God. But like I said, I'm done talking about this movie. Uh, I watched it on Hulu, but it's probably, but I think it is available now on Hulu and Netflix because, you know, Netflix has been on the black game, so check out either one for sure. But the next movie on my list is, it's, uh, speaking about Netflix, speaking about Netflix, I want to talk about this short called In In Our Mother's Gardens. It's on Netflix. It's where a bunch of black women from all over, like, the world talk about their heritage and their mothers and 
I want to talk about it because it's nice seeing black mothers portrayed in a different light. Because most of because most of the time in media, black black mothers are portrayed either as mean, distant, jealous, loud, and just overall just not you know what I mean, just not good. Or I don't, like there are some you know movies and shows out there now, but for the longest time that was like the narrative or or that's not or even just on social media most people there are some people that gas up you know their moms but you know hopefully i'm making sense to somebody you know you are just that one person i appreciate you but the point is um it was just nice hearing and seeing somebody love and just like gas people like just gassing up like their mothers and so interesting hearing like the different heritage of black people from all over because these people were in the united states i think most of them if not one maybe not one but like the like majority of them like they were from like new orleans and uh somewhere in georgia i'm sorry my memory's not the best but um it was just really nice and sweet and i just i just thought it was cute and like hearing oh yeah at like African like hearing about like uh different African mothers like there was a mother from Kenya and then she was and then they um showed a mother from like Ghana I think it was just really nice it was warming like something that you just drink hot chocolate with and just like just smile and like I don't know it just touched my heart so I thought it was dope like cause and they weren't like I mean like they were talking about how their moms would like discipline them but like they were just making like my mom is my best friend. Uh, I just thought it was cute. So yeah, deserve to be on this list of gay black Hollywood because cute black movies need to exist. But while on the conversation about black parenthood, the movie The Concrete Cowboy is a good one. So in the beginning of the movie, a rebellious teenage son is dropped off by his mother, who's just like, "Yo, I can't deal with you no more because I'm about to kill you. I'm about to put you, I'm about to put you through a wall type of energy." But she don't want to put him through a wall, so she's like, "I'm gonna send you to your daddy." And this is where we have, and it's it's nice because it does two things for me in this movie. It shows one black fatherhood and like black boys needing black fathers because that's the thing like i'm a supporter for that like yes be 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 a good dad please please um and it was it was nice because they were also like educating us on black cowboys because you know that first black cowboys uh black people and native americans were you know i'm sorry indigenous people i'm so sorry black people and 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 indigenous people were were the first cowboys because you know that's how the world works geology and i read outside of what public school taught me um (laughs) but anyway back but back i'm sorry but back to the movie Uh, it it's just nice because it's it it also like it shows this teenager, this black teen, this black boy, just going through so much emotion, which is also something that is not seen really much 
because it, it shows him being hard, you know, like with his homeboy, but then when his homeboy, spoiler alert, but when his homeboy dies, it shows him like losing his mind and going through it because he's like a teenager. I think he's he's between the ages of, of like 14 to 16. So it's like he's going through all of like this and then he's learning how to ride a horse and he's like, bro, my dad, I, like I don't know this man. Like he was, it was a lot, but it was good. And then, then the actors, um, Eldris Alba and I do not know the boy's last name, the one that played his son. I know his first name is Caleb something. Um, but they just did such a good job. And then, like I was saying, like they were educating us on black cowboys and how people are still riding horses today. And I'm like, so I get history of black parenthood, black fatherhood, because I did grow up with my dad. And he wasn't like an A1 dad, but he went to work. So, you know, like... So, like, that was, like, uh, you know what I mean? It was just nice. It was so good. Like, it showed, uh, 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 just Alba going through it with his, you know, like, with his son, like, bro, I ain't, like, like, I ain't grow up taking care of you, I don't know what to do with you type of rah, rah, like, this, this man is crying because his son crying, and I'm crying because they crying, and it was just beautiful. And I'm like, yes, black vulnerability, because we have feelings too. Black people have feelings. So I'm like, yes, black Hollywood, because that's real. That's us. That's, I mean, that's not me. But but you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, like, it was just so beautiful for me. Like, it, it touched me, because I'm like, Yes, and then it's like black men feel, black boys feel, because I I feel like the imagery of black men and black boys has just been painted so weirdly and one-sided, and it makes me annoyed deeply, like, makes myself sad sometimes, and mad at me, but, so it was just nice seeing that, and it was just so good, and then at the end, of course, I'm not going to spoil the end, but it's like, oh, uh, like a happy ending, so I get horses, history and blackness my soul was happy and i was crying and i knew i was screaming my feelings and i felt bad for my neighbors but sometimes it'd be like that but i want to talk about something that has been deeply on my mind recently because this movie recently came out and and i I just want to i really want to get into it because it's so good like it I'm just talking about black cowboys and horses, and if you have not seen The Harder They Fall, then I do not know why you haven't, and you need to borrow some Netflix information. I cannot give you mine, because I don't even have one, because family, that's what, you know, gotta keep them around. Not just for that, but it helps. You know what I mean? But anyway, so the movie, the movie is beautiful, the movie is amazing, the movie had me like I was feeling my cowboy fantasy and then I was feeling my like I'm a rebel type of badass woman type of fantasy because the fight scene the fight scene I'm gonna I'm get into the movie first but then the fight scene the fight scene had me like screaming I watched it twice before I finished the movie meaning like I watched it 
the, the first time. And I was like, oh my god, wow, wow. Because I was yelling. I was screaming again. But then I didn't even, as soon as it was about to like change into like the next scene, I was like, hold up, wait a minute. I got to watch it again. So I was like, hold up. I don't even care about like the last couple of, I think like 30, 40, whatever minutes left of the movie. I was like, I got to watch that, that fight scene because they got down. And it was like good. It was so good. It made my heart happy. But um, so before I get into that, I scream again. The movie itself is really good. Like it's about these two like cowboy gangs going at it because it's like I'm trying to spoil the movie too because I'll definitely do that. Um, and I don't want to do that because I want y'all to see it so they can make more cool cowboy black movies because what black people in western atmosphere and settings just do something to me and i get happy like i i I, we need more of these movies so watch the movie borrow someone or use your own that too support netflix um (laughs) anyway so the basically just a quick summary the movie is about these two um rival cowboy gangs going at it hurrah and like it's dope and they are it 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 turns into something deeper than a just uh like oh you killed you know my dad you know it turned into oh plot twist and then you're like you're feeling for both of like the villain which is so the two main characters who are who are both like, huh, uh, Jonathan Major and then uh, Idris Elba, yeah. So that man is in two Western movies. He needs to be in every one of them because he just looks like he belongs in every one of them. Proof. But anyway, so like the so uh, Jonathan Major is the protagonist and then uh, Idris Elba is the antagonist. So it's like they're mainly they're the head of their gangs. It's dope, and you know they do their man thing, and like I said, there's like a plot twist where like you feel for both of them, and you're just kind of like, damn. And then it's like there's, so like they take time to like, they take time to allow us as the viewers to get to know everybody on their gang, like the main people. So then there's that beautiful look, and then there's this beautiful, 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 beautiful fight scene between Zazie Beetz and Regina King. Two act two actresses who one I already love. Like they could do anything. One, Boondocks, bruh, bruh. If you do not know Bruh, Regina King. And then Zazie Beetz, Atlanta, and everything else that she does because now after this movie I've been like, she could do anything and I'm like, oh whatever, support. Because why not? <laughs> um so that their fight scene, it was it was so refreshing to see. That is the term I would best describe it. And because, so anytime black women are seen, or just not even black women, just 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 to just to keep it broad, anytime black, fuck, excuse me, anytime women are seen on screen fighting, it's always overly sexualized there's like a like you know oil on like the boobs there's a wink there's a ah moment like there's like a lot going on to like appease the male attention and it's not real 
Now, as someone that grew up uh, in a in a very urban community, <laughs> in a very you know uh, type of life. I know for a fact that women don't really fight in a, like, a, oh my god, rah, rah, I'm gonna, like, playfully tap your face type way. Women be fighting. <laughs> women be getting down. And it's scary because you, cause you never know. So it was just nice seeing them just fight. And I mean, like, they ain't shooting like the guys are sh- shooting throughout the whole movie. So the women... Like, it's a respect thing where it's like, I'm not going to shoot you. I'm gonna, like, like, this is personal because they had their own little beef going on, like, throughout the whole movie, too. So it's like, uh, uh, Jonathan Major, uh, uh, Zazie Beats and him, they are, like, you know, together. And then Regina King and uh, Idris Elba, they are, like, uh, uh, together. So it's like, the head women they got their own side beef going on so like they like nah it's a respect thing i'm gonna just fight you like uh you know fist to fist and we just gonna get it in and they got it in and it was so good like there was no like i said like it was no weird like cut to like a awkward sexy angle it was just straight like blood fight rah rah i'm gonna kick her ass and they did and it made my heart happy because I was screaming. Like like I said, I was like, ah, rah. Like, like I said, I was feeling it because I know for a fact women in the real life, they don't care. They be fighting. And I even just them. You know, when you got to defend yourself, you just do what you got to do. And I've seen it and I've been that way. So, like I said, it was nice to change, to see a woman fight singing. But especially a black woman fight scene just real dirty real and just gritty i was like like i said god so good before i end the episode though i do want to talk about something else that like black hollywood has been doing that i think is pretty awesome and dope because coming up there weren't a lot of black women biopic movies or just there weren't out there weren't out many black women stories like historic stories being told in general so there are about there i've seen about three or four of them recently and i just want to briefly talk about them and i also want to talk about their greatness and just the importance of getting black woman history out there because I feel like with the little bit of history that is a, it is predominantly male, and I don't want, I don't want us to get lost. You know what I mean? Like we're not just the standing beside the the, the type of queen. We're the warrior type of queen, like we could go rule type of thing. Because there are women that have done a lot that they do have a king or a queen of their own and they are both equally ruling but they are still able to coexist and i don't feel like black woman history is getting out there well it is now which is why i'm about to talk about these movies so yeah the first movie i want to talk about is the ma rainy's black bottom 
It is a biopic because it is about the jazz singer uh, Ma Rainey. Alright, boom. So the movie came out uh, last year. It's a drama, theoretical, musical type of thing, and it is, like I said, based around the jazz singer. Um, well, like, ninth. Is, is it jazz or is it blues? Because it's the movie is based in 1920. Well, it's hold up, 1927. That's what Google says. So, I guess blues. Or, I don't know. Well, blues slash jazz, because I'm unsure. But anyway, yeah, it says blues singer. Okay, yeah. So, it's about this blues singer, and I just think it's dope because it's it's showing, like, you know, black women aren't always, you know, the sexy little hurrah, because I love that movie. And, okay, so I am slightly obsessed with, like, blues and jazz. That's why I was here, like, last, having a moment a few seconds ago because I didn't know. But, so, I, 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 I won't, I was put on to new, I was put on to new music. So, I was like, oh my god, hurrah. And then I was like, yes, because it, this is showing a woman Okay, one, Viola Davis did an amazing job, and the fact that she, like, you know, was so dedicated to this role, that homegirl put on the weight and was like, yo, I'm up, you know, really embody this character type of thing, and then she she lost it, and I was like, oh my god, Viola Davis, like, whoo, bruh, your husband's lucky. But um anyway, so she but she she did such a good job and then uh Ma Ma ooh Ma Rainey like her whole person no her whole her just her just herness her her being you know, I don't you know even after I googled her after uh, watching another movie I, I was definitely like yo so so she homegirl was really like she didn't care and if you do not know, like, some, I'm put on some blues jazz tea, like, there was always rumors of blues singers being, you know, scandalously, uh, you know, gay, or, you know, out there, like, I know that, but I think Bessie Coleman and, what's her name, Josephine Baker, were definitely two of them, like, two of the most, like, you know, speculated lesbians of, like, the time, so it was very crazy. So I did not know, I did not know about her. So I was like, oh my god, like, sis was like, ah. Like, it was just dope. And it was just nice, like I said, seeing a black woman also not being the, the, the sexy, ooh, ah, like, look at me type of model look. Cause she was, <laughs> she looked like somebody's auntie. Like, and and and, and not the rich one. The other one, and you know what I mean, like, she looks like, I don't want to see someone's auntie, because I ain't, I ain't got no aunts that look like that, and I don't want my aunts coming for me, but she looked like, y'all know what she looked like, but it was just nice, I don't know, I love the movie, it was, like I said, and then we were put on to other people, like Chad, Chad, Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Boseman, 
Chad McLaughlin's character. His whole, like, yo, look at me type. It was just nice. It was a good movie. Check it out. I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix. If they're smart, they would keep it on Netflix. But it's a really good movie. So if you want to watch, like, messy blue singerness and just see a really good storytelling, definitely check it out. And like I said, it's on Netflix. Because I, I think all of these movies that I'm about to say are on Netflix. But the next one I want to discuss is the Ella Fitzgerald movie that came out. I'm talk. It came out uh, 2019, and I'm talking about the documentary, not the other movie that I think came out in 2020. Let me look. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum. Either way, I'm not talking about the one that's on Hulu. You know, I think I'm talking about the Aretha Franklin thing. But I am talking about um, the Ella Fitzgerald movie for this podcast. My bad. I had a brain little splurge. But, um, yeah. So, it's a a storytelling of the um, jazz singer back in the day. The 1930s jazz singer. And I just think it's really nice because we're being told about her life. And, like I said uh, earlier, there aren't a lot of black women history movie films. So, as someone that grew up seeing, you know, a lot of uh, Ray Charles, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, Martin Luther King, um, Malcolm X. All all great movies. No shade. Because I'm a, I love all black history, but it was just nice being put onto other uh, black women. It, it was just nice being put on to black women mu- uh, musician history because that's just not something that's really out there as much. And speaking of that, I'm about to talk about like my most favorite person in the world, even though I, I've never met them. But like their favorite artist icon, Nina Simone. Okay, boom. Huh. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So the since since mm. so netflix has the nina simone documentary on there and so before then okay i didn't really this is this is not like i grew up and i was like oh man nina simone it's not like a childhood like you know icon type of thing where i've loved her my whole life no it's not like that but so around 2019 or whatever I was going through life trying to figure out being 21 and stuff so I was listening to this podcast called being it's called it's called black girl podcast and one of the hosts Scotty Beam she was talking about how like you know Nina Simone is like a dope artist and I'm like yo who is she and as I've been saying throughout this podcast I love a jazz blues singer Nina Simone is a 1960s like blues jazz r&b singer who didn't even want to be a singer like what could you imagine like like you don't hear that and i was like what and like there's so um this this documentary came out i think around that time let me look that up i'll be right back 
Okay, yeah. So I'm talking about the actual documentary, not that horrible uh, 2006 movie titled Nina that I actually haven't seen after I peeped that the main actress had like colored herself darker to fit the role when I was well when I was like there are so many beautiful black actresses that could have just I don't know been Nina Simone but in a way I'm actually talking about the documentary that came out in in 2015 that I'm mad I didn't see it until like a couple years ago but in a way um so we are as a viewer Ooh, country as the viewers of the movie of the of the documentary we are allowed a different look into Nina Simone okay so for for the people that don't know who Nina Simone is just a quick little rundown um, Nina Simone was a civil rights activist uh, singer of the 1960s and she passed away in 2003 let me I don't want to be like it's 2003 and it's not but I'm pretty sure it's, it was 2003 yeah um so she passed away in 2003 but she was kind of I don't know like people kind of deemed her problematic um because she was making political music but she was also kind of creating this like crazy reputation I guess backstage from what I was getting from the documentary and then just other pe people talking about her but then there were other people that would say she was such a beautiful soul very misunderstood and I was just like bruh I felt connected and it is just so good and then her music this woman has 13 albums and I don't know I don't know any artist today today like I, and I mean, I'm not, and I'm not talking about the ones that have been in the game. And I mean, I'm talking about consistently. Nina Simone put out 13 albums and was still like making hits, even though she didn't even want to be a singer. Homegirl was like, "My family need to eat. I need to eat. Rar, I'm singing." And bam, who? And then she didn't even. Oh my God, there's so much. Anyway, so I do not know any artist today that I could listen to all 13 of their albums include and then not include and then add on like the live performances like what it's beautiful it's just nice and um because she because she was around people like Malcolm X she was friends with these people that I, I that I idolized you know being black in America my old pop my old pop my old podcast just going back to that I, 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 a lot of my knowledge that I uh, knew uh, beforehand that I would uh, show on that podcast was from reading books by Malcolm that would uh, from reading you know things about uh, from reading things about uh, Malcolm X books by Huey Newton Angela it's just so it was so it was nice when I found out that one they are musicians and political icons hung out um, and they they smoked and chilled and then finding out that she was cool with uh, James Baldwin, and I love that man and all his work. So I was just living my like literature, 60s, uh, just black girl fantasy, okay? And it was nice, and it was so good. So definitely check that out too. 
like just to put y'all onto some black woman history biopics that are just so good and I don't feel like they get pushed enough because the fact that I saw this movie in 2019 or whatever Netflix put it on is when I watched it but I know I said I was about to close off but I was looking through my notes and I saw another movie I was supposed to talk about but before I even get into that, I want to share another thing about just Nina Simone. Her music, you, there are very few artists for me that I can feel what they're feeling when I hear them singing. You know, Brandy and Jenny Aigo are definitely two for me also. But Nina Simone was like, I listen to her music a lot regardless if it's to like clean my apartment to study to write uh to i don't know just to just to be just be like be out here just doing life shit like i listen to her music because it's just so real and if i'm feeling something there are there's a nina simone song for every feeling that i could feel and that is why i love that woman but so before we fully ended and i promise you this is the end of hearing me talk um <laughs> I want to talk about the movie that recently came out starring Tessa Thompson, who is like amazing. She's a great actress, but it's called uh, Passing. And Passing is about two friends. Okay, boom. So one friend, okay, so Passing, for the people that don't know the term Passing, Passing is a term used for uh, usually uh, light-skinned black people that can pass as white and or the ones that maybe are i guess not aware of racism some people choose to pass and it was definitely more common back in the day and this movie takes place back in like i want to say the 1930s 40s 50s 60s era like like around that time um so it was definitely a lot more common back then because of how harsh the world is for black people so the movie is centered around these uh two friends uh one of them she is passing like that is what she does like she even married a white man he don't even know that she black and the whole time i'm watching the movie i'm like bruh what and this man her husband clearly hates black people because so the two friends okay so like their child so like their ex childhood besties basically so like they get uh, reintroduced and it's like, oh, cool, rah-rah. So uh, Tessa Thompson's character, which which she plays the one that's not passing for being, for being, for being black. She's just, you know, just, just being a black woman of, uh, of uh, that time. Um, so she passes though, so, so, so she's so light that when her old friend's husband, who is like, man, I hate those coloreds um, <laughs> type of racist, Oh, um, like, uh, when, so she is light enough for him not to, like, peep the fact that sis is black. Um, but, so, so during that interaction, which is very early on in, uh, the movie, uh, Tessa's character is looking at her homegirl that's passing as white, like, girl, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not feeling this. Like, this is not, this is not a part of, like, my fantasy. And so it's very problematic throughout the movie and it's crazy, but it shows the, it, it, 
I don't I, I don't want to say that you could that you you understand why the people that choose or that did pass like like you understand why they chose to pass because of how harsh looks because of how harsh the world is for black people and how how especially back then how more more I don't know it was just really rough and hard harder for black people because even though you know like we ain't like we have came a long way even if it's not a drastic like long way you know what I mean and I just felt like that was nice for that also to be shown because I know that now colorism is like a hot new fun topic like ooh colorism lot but to also see other things so there's a there's a lot to like this black lifestyle so and as someone that is brown skin I, I would never you know have to think about passing or even any like idea about it so it was it was educational for me and it was just, it just interesting because I knew I knew it was a thing because I've read because I've because I have uh, read about it but I'm someone that when I see it visually I'm like yo like what what is going on like what why, why do we have to do this and I feel bad for homegirl who decided to pass because like throughout the movie I was feeling bad for her because I'm like she knows how rough it is and how she knew her potential fate basically if she decided to live her black girl life or her black woman life like she already knew what was expected uh, you know of her and she didn't want it but then at the same time she did which is where it became problematic because what is there not to love about being black and she missed being around black people and our our essence so much that it became so problematic throughout the movie which definitely like I said definitely check that out the movie just came out this year yeah I'm pretty sure it was it was uh, this year but that is it that's my like gassing of black hollywood and how great it is and i just overall the narrative we as black people are changing our narrative and how our stories are being told and i want and i for one cannot wait to be to be officially part of that but i can't wait to keep seeing more of it it's like we're taking we we're taking back our stories and we're we're being real with them but we're being uncut and raw and i'm feeling it and it's fitting in my black woman fantasy and i cannot wait to get more absorb more and speak more about it so that is it for me today for my podcast i will say it will be uploaded every monday night I am working out the time, like the right time where I can go, oh, it's going to be available at blip time every night. I'm not sure yet because I'm still trying to unpack and get settled into my new job. But definitely leave your Monday nights open for a cup of chai. Stay blessed, stay black, and stay beautiful. Bye!